The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Looking for a fun take on modern spirituality? You've come to the right place. From new thought tools to the science behind the metaphysics, dive into interviews with the most interesting people in open spirituality and self-development. It's a big universe, and I'm your host, Jim Lefter. Hello, and welcome to Big Universe. I'm Jim Lefter. I'll be your host for today. I'm a spiritual journeyman and media producer type guy. Joining me today as my very special guest co-host is Mona Sabani. Hi, Mona. Hi, Jim. Mona is a cognitive neuroscientist, author, and entrepreneur, a former research scientist at the University of Southern California. She holds a doctorate in neuroscience from the University of Southern California and completed a postdoctoral fellowship at Vanderbilt University with the MacArthur Foundation Law and Neuroscience Project. She's the author of the book Proof of Spiritual Phenomena, a neuroscientist's discovery of the ineffable mysteries of the universe. Well, Mona, it's, it's so great to have you back again as my co-host. Thanks for joining me. I am so excited to be here with you. I had so much fun last time. Well, we've got a really interesting guest today, Linda Nichols. Um, She's an intuitive reader, psychic. And in in my brief experience with her, she seems quite good. Uh, As I said, you know, I've said before, um, I'm always a little on the fence with folks who indicate they're psychic because you never know what you get. But Linda feels like the real deal to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm of the belief that some people are a bit more tuned in uh, to possibilities than than I may be or that other people may be. So um, I find her fascinating. You did research. I'm, to- I'm totally with you. You did research on on people who have these abilities in, in for your book. Linda was one of the people you interviewed, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As a scientist, I was like, I need to have evidence to believe this. Like I would go get readings and it would seem like, you know, if they were picking up on things that there's no way that they could know. But, you know, as a neuroscientist, I know people can pick up a lot of information, like subconsciously from your movement and the way you talk and all that. So I wanted to know. So a lot of this, but there've been actual scientific studies showing, you know, when you control for all the variables and you have blinding and all that, that there really are some people that can tap into something and predict things that are going to happen or like see things into the, uh, you know, near future usually in the studies so um yeah there's some pretty strong evidence for it and I think Linda's just one of those she I thought she had a really fascinating story she was one of the the most accurate um psychics or intuitives that I had ever been to I left every reading with her with like complete goosebumps and like tears (laughs) because she could just see into my soul and say things that like you know no one else could see so she was she's really fantastic i'm very excited for this interview me too me too i can't wait to talk with her so do you have a quote for us today i do so it's related to um you know linda helped me do a lot of self-work so yeah i'm going back to one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Ram Das, um, and he used to say, I can do nothing for you, but work on myself. And you can do nothing for me, but work on yourself. And I really think it's super important. Absolutely. Well, that's great. That's great. I have a quote that's a question to ponder. What shape waits in the seed of you to grow and spread its branches against a future sky? That's David White. That's beautiful. Isn't that nice? What shape waits in the seed of you 
to grow and spread its branches against a future sky. I really like that. I love it. It has such a nice feeling to it. It does. And feeling's what we're all about in this episode. So I think we should get right into the interview. How about you? I'm ready. Let's do it. Here's Linda's bio. Linda Nichols' life purpose is to help people change and heal their lives. For over 40 years, she shed light on what oftentimes is hidden from view. Linda is multi-sensory, and she has the ability to weave energy, allowing her to look at potential outcomes from choices that are being offered. She's worked alongside a doctor as a medical intuitive for law enforcement and even for a government agency. Currently, she's an advisor to a number of professionals in the media, medicine, law, government, science, and renewable energy, as well as individuals from all walks of life. Her focus is on consistently delivering accurate and helpful guidance to help you grow and develop your own soul path. Welcome to Big Universe, Linda. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you. Now, in full disclosure, both Mona and I have both had readings with you, and you're awesome. Can't wait to dive in with you here today. Well, you know, I didn't know that when I gave you the a reading that that was you. That was so me. You were just another client. So I had no idea who I was speaking to. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Absolutely. So what are your talents as an intuitive? I have the ability to go behind the scenes and see what's transpiring and the reason for it, basically. So with that, that gives the client the ability to make changes and alter things and go in a different direction if it's not to their liking. There are a few things that are fixed, what I would call not necessarily destiny points, but maybe faded. I think a destiny point is something that can be malleable and can be changed if you really want to, but a faded situation like, you know, your final exit point, that's a fate. Um, you know, it's non-negotiable, but most everything else is negotiable. So there is flexibility in, when you have um, a, a vision coming to you or communication coming to you. Um, there is some flexibility in in what may transpire. It's just a, a, a one path that you could go on. Exactly. But again, you know, there again, sometimes it has more energy at um, than others. And that a lot of it has to do with the emotion behind it or the circumstances. And that's why we delve a little further to look at that. Uh, so, you know, so the person that, you know, I'm speaking to can get as much information as possible to make the best and most healthy choice for their circumstances in their life. How does information come to you? From, from where does it come? The universal mind, the all that is the source of creation is that is that god is that universe how do you how do you refer to this a, a higher power or how do you refer to it the source of creation it's the void and it's from a space of not no time no space it's the creation point um then that's why it's so fluid uh, or can be fluid and that's why i have the ability to weave the energy and take say an individual and put them on a timeline and move them down that timeline and observe how it interacts and reacts. So, but I also have guides that speak to, but when I'm doing a reading, I go to the source. And the reason why is because then I'm tapping into that person's, basically their, their own agenda that they had for this life. So that's why we can go in multifaceted directions with regard to it. How that comes to me is in absolutely every sense that I have. I, I see it, I feel it, I hear it. Um, um, it's like movies, movies going on, and I can have multiple movies at the same time. I can hear a voice in my head, and they also write like up uh, in my third eye. So they may be writing it down. I may be hearing it. I may taste it, and I that will happen through a session. Um, every session. All, it's multi-sensory. Wow, tasting it. That's really interesting. Yes. I've never heard that before. Yes. I hope I, my future tastes good. honey? Oh, no, I was going to say, I hope my future tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, that okay, taste is there again, is like it's the way they speak to me is like something that's important to you. And maybe it's like I get a taste of 
apple pie or something like that, that's referencing back to maybe an experience that you had that they want me to look at. That's another way for them to pull me in a direction. Interesting. Um, and so the timelines, so in quantum physics, we think about like the future having multiple probabilities. So do you kind of see that? Like there's probably multiple timelines for Absolutely. the future. Oh, okay. And so you can talk to someone through that and kind of say, these are the probabilities. This is like the potential outcomes, like for this road versus this other timeline. Yes, absolutely. And we'll, we go deeper into that. So I believe in the more information someone has, the better they can guide their own life. You know, I'm not there to be their guide. I'm there to show them what they have access to basically when you have guides do you is it is it our particular guides you know our particular guides or do you have guides that work with you specifically and and what exactly are guides guides can be a number of things they can be um people that have passed over that are a part of your let's say lineage they can be those beings uh, that have never incarnated they can be angels and they can be other types of things they can be animals um, they can be nature spirits it just depends on the person and what their agenda is for this life at who they basically enroll into assist them and they don't always stay the same they can be coming and going so for instance, you have a creative person that let's say um, is writing a particular book about a theme. There may be a guide that steps in that works with them just solely for that, that creative process and then steps away. So it, that guides can be very fluid. The number is, you know, there again, that's fluid as well, depending again on the person and their circumstances. The other thing is people don't realize they can call call on those that are maybe not a part of their tribe, if you will, to bring others into a system. How do you do that? How does someone do that? You simply ask, um, depending on your circumstances, say, you know, for instance, I have my own way of saying things because I try to cover all my bases. I say, Father, Mother, God, guides and angels and all that support me and those that can come to my aid. And I'll ask them to please help me with whatever it is. So there again, so you can have some that come in for that particular um, request. And then those that, but you have those that stay with you as well. Like your uh, guardian angel follows that soul, each soul throughout lifetime, not lifetime. You're assigned to each other permanently. Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask, so like, I think I was an unusual client for you, but or maybe not. <laughs> so I wanted yes, to, yes. Yeah, to ask what, what kind of people come to you for readings? Like what kind of other clients do you have? It's changed over the years, to be honest. Um, and I think that is really, well, I, I don't think I know. It, it depends on where I was in my growth and my spiritual abilities. So as I have grown and become more mature, in this, then it, it just changes the landscape of what's attracted to me because it's about the law of attraction and frequency. So, you know, in the beginning, you know, in the 70s, it was a, like people coming to me for readings for, you know, a relationship, you know, job, you know, the more, you know, mundane type of things you know the, the little life questions not the big life questions and now it's you know there again it's um much bigger i mean corporations people like i have ceos that because we're talking about you know strategies um like with uh regard to let's say the law offices you know what i did for them was they would ask me uh, they would just send a picture of a potential client and say should they take them on or not and then depending on what my input whether they chose to or not was up to them and then we would talk about they would bring strategies to me and 
show me strategies and I would tell them which, you know, what had the most potential. Mm -hmm. So it depends, it, it, you know, so it's everything right now. I mean, I have, I don't know if I should say this, but I have had one that's secret service. So it just depends. Mm -hmm. Um, I, it, I would say it depends on my frequency and how well I am managing me as to what I attract or draw, draw to me. Okay. I, I just want to stop. So it's interesting you say that because I've been reading a lot in the literature, just like mm -hmm. scientific literature and cultural literature about the, the meaning crisis that like a lot of um, people feel like they don't have meaning in their lives and that that correlates with the mental health crisis in America. So um, I, yeah, I wonder, I, I, maybe it's related, but it feels like people don't have, you know, kind of like religious spiritual institutions anymore. And they're just, look, they're just seeking for something. Do, do you get that sense? Absolutely. And it's, it's even broader than that. Um, one of the things during meditation was last night. And again, I take this with a grain of salt, you know, but I do make notes and, you know, again, one of their conversations with me last night was, was about that very thing, religions, um, there again, have basically broken down and are no longer serving humanity. It doesn't have the ability to, because the reason is because humanity is changing and they're questioning things where before they didn't question that authority. So when you, do that it creates um it it crumbles you know a lot of people's beliefs and with that you know it it just brings on a lot of different things and i want to go in a different direction with that for a moment one of the reasons that people are feeling so lost is because they're not connecting to themselves and if you do not go to the source of who you are, then nothing is going to work because it's all outside of you. And one of the things my guides gave me back, it was probably in the 80s, they said, if I don't go within, I go without. Meaning everything is lost to us because it's, it's predicated on something outside of us, which has, it doesn't have staying power and it doesn't fill us. And there again, it doesn't need that inner need to feel connected. So the mental health thing is a lot to do with the lack of connectability to who we are at, at our core level. That's one aspect of it. The second aspect of it has to come with what's going on with the planet right now and the energy shifting and changing. The human residence has been going up and up and up, which I first learned of that probably in the 80s. And that's, that's the um, one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is the energy that is coming from the sun now is encoded with information because everything is frequency, uh, is, is sound and light, which is a frequency, which is information. So when you have people that are operating, let's say at a two, and this information is, are, yeah, information frequencies coming through at an eight, there's a disparity there where it doesn't connect. And that creates a lot of the dissatisfaction that it just makes people off balance and feel lost. Mm. So until we start addressing that, we're going to continue to see what's happening right now. And it's going to get worse. What is it that we can do to help us go within to connect within um, meditation or what, what are some tools that we might be able to use to do that? The first thing to do is it's very simple and it's not meditation. It's what do you enjoy doing? Mm. And when I've spoken to clients about that, a lot of them say, I have no idea. And so I say, well, when you were four, five, six years old, what did you like to do then? And they'll think, and they'll usually come up with something. So when you were 16, what did you enjoy? And we work our way backwards to find what that is, because that joy is a source of connection. 
So mm -hmm. we can do that. So people need to, to find what it is that, you know, makes them happy doing it. Um, and yes, um, the um, meditation is key. Um, that's what saved me, to be honest, um, back in the 70s. What do you mean that's what saved you? Because um, I had so much going on when I st started to be about 16 that because I could know things, hear things, have things touch me. And um, I thought I was losing my mind because there was no answers out there in the 60s. Right. Very little written, let alone the internet or anything else. So I dealt with that for a number of years. And then in 73, I ran away from home. And to be quite frank, um, I was married and I had just had a daughter and this had gotten worse and worse. And it's just like, I can't do this. So I told my husband, I said, I have to leave. I have to go find some answers uh, because I'm no good to you and I'm no good to my daughter. So I took off on a journey to seek out any religious um, Anything, you know, there again, whether I it, it, spirituality wasn't the word yet. So I, the only place I could go was to religious, you know, churches, synagogues. I didn't, Catholic, I didn't care who you were. And what I came to know after about two months was they didn't have the answers. Hmm. And that's when I realized that I have to sit and just listen. And that's what I did. So I just gave that inner voice a space to be and just be with it so now back for other people the other things that's really i feel helpful besides the meditation and there's all different types of meditation it's not necessarily sitting with your legs crossed and you know oming for a lot of people that doesn't work there's guided meditations are really really helpful i think that because that gives a people a place to start from but things like yoga and tai chi and things like that because that's engaging the physicality of it as well because your body is a, is as much of this as your mind uh, and i'm not saying your brain your mind so all of those things together can really be very helpful but everybody needs to find which modality works best for them because they need to be consistent in doing it. The other thing to help people is find someone that you can relate to. Um, one of the things that I was very helpful and very enjoying is a group meditation. Find somebody that facilitates uh, that type of meditation there. And then you have community as well. And that's a great source, having a community. And I noticed that uh, you worked with some of Dick Sutphin's material. Um, is that how you pronounce his name, Sutphin? Uh-huh. Um, and what's interesting is that I recently worked with a publisher to get some of his material online. And I never, I didn't really get a chance to watch much of it, but a lot of people seem to have been influenced by him. How did, how did that happen? Or how did you get influenced by him? Okay, um, because at the time... Um... Dick was in Phoenix, and this is back in the 70s, and he had written a book, um, I can't remember which one, so, something about love or whatever, because, and so anyway, from that, in the back of the book was where you could write to, because this publishing company had just started, um, and so through that, I got a catalog, and he had some tapes in there and I started with one of his meditation tapes for guidance and that's the one I said listen to probably three or four hours a day so I'd break it up you know a couple hours in the morning a couple of hours at night and that's where then I was able to learn to control listen and understand because you know at that time my guides could speak to me and um identify you know what my next steps were and reassure me that and that so he's the one that really turned the corner for me to be honest and then he went on to do many 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 things and of course you know he was uh here in phoenix and then he moved to malibu and he was there for a great number of years and then he came back and did seminars and what have you 
because he became known as a hypnotherapist um, up in Sedona. And then, um, I can't remember how many years ago, three or four years ago, he moved to Sun City, which is just down the road from me. So I met him. So I finally got to, well, I had met him, but it was in courses. So it wasn't like I knew him. I, you know, he was a facilitator, but then I met him, met him. And so I um, was able to have, he has a, a, a great deal of work that's available and his, his wife has it now. And I think she still has a site where you can get things from. Um, so uh, you mentioned that period in your life where you kind of had to run off to sit or seek um, yeah. help with your abilities, but was that the beginning of it? Or when did you realize that you had these abilities? I was told when I was six, but it, they really started to manifest when I was 16. Mm. You were told by... How did a you... light being that came to me um, at a church um, and at, at the altar call. I was up for an altar call and the light being came next to me and informed me what was going on. Were you scared or did you no. just... Oh, no, okay. it, because it was like liquid love. Hmm. Um, how, how does some... Does, can anybody harness this kind of energy or is this something that's more specific to some people or... Do we all have access to this kind of energy? We all have access to it. Okay. If you're willing to do the work, and what do I mean is that sit and give them, again, when I say them, I'm referring to your guides and you know whoever you know serves you, give them the space to be there and to you know allow them in. And you need to invite them in to do it because um, this is all about free will they're not going to, you know, cram anything down your throat, anything like that. But, you know, they're again, so why did I have these experiences? Because that's what I agreed to for this lifetime, because I knew um, I had a task to do. Um, and if you follow, if you know anything about Dolores Cannon, she's the one that first really put it out there, identifying the three waves that was coming in to the planet to serve. And I was, I was part of the first wave. So we're well, thank, thank you for your service. <laughs> um, it's my pleasure. I, I tried to run away from it. I became a nurse and tried to do everything to avoid it, but it's, it, it just, you know, I had already scheduled it, so I wasn't going to avoid it. <laughs> yeah. So you were a nurse and you're also a medical intuitive. So what yes. is that? What is that like? Like, what kind of reading is that? I scan the body, body energy field and they show me things that's going on. I use, I stop, start at the top of the head. It's like an x-ray, good way to put it, and just go down the body and I'll, they'll stop me whenever I need to look at something and then we'll delve into it because the energy or the frequency in that particular thing is off from the rest of the body. So something's wrong. Mm. And you, you worked with a physician, right? Yeah. With mm -hmm. these, I find that really fascinating. How how did you did you find that other physicians responded positively to the work? Or they was didn't it no? We kept it a secret. Mm -hmm. I just worked with him specifically. I would go with him into um, the patient's room, and, and a lot of times this was in a hospital setting. And I would observe, and then we would go out, and I, I would tell him what I saw, and that would help him to choose what uh, what test he was going to run, things like that, that maybe he, there again, the symptoms, you know, only could say so much, and but I could tell him that may need to look at this, that, or whatever it was. And so that's how it worked until he passed away. Hmm. What's it like to work with the police? Did you find the same sort of situation that certain people were open to the possibilities and um, other people were skeptical or what was what was it like working with police on certain things because i worked with one particular person he was the police chief hmm. so it was very quietly again i he'd bring me into his office and would say you know i need you to look at this and i would give him my take on it if you will and then he would again just like the doctor then he would make decisions or 
point the detectives or whoever he was working with in that direction. This again, this is we're talking in the 70s. This all had to be very hush hush because it certainly wasn't accepted or it wasn't even known for the most part. Is it more yeah. accepted now than it used to be? Yes, I would say so. But again, you, you have your skeptics, so but you just take them with a grain of salt and you just, you know, you work with those that are open to it and you serve them the best you can. If you um, look down like our collective timeline, do you see a time when, because I love that idea of medical intuitives working closely with physicians because I think Western medicine misses the mark a lot of the time. Um, they're just not looking for those things. Like if you look ahead, can we hope to see more of that yes. kind of thing? It's all in the works, along yeah. with the modalities to be utilized as well. So that's all going on behind the scenes right now. Oh, the healing modalities, you mean like? The healing modalities, but also there again, those people that have the ability to see within the body or the energy fields to do that. So that, that is definitely coming down. A lot of that has to do with timing and the timing has to do with astrology. So we can look at the astrology and we can see when these uh, become highly likely. Um, and so we're, and a lot of that is coming up right now because we're moving out of Pluto's moving out of Capricorn going into Aquarius. And that's where all of this starts to culminate right now we're this is deconstruction and we'll be moving into restructuring but of course there's always that overlap in between where the chaos so we're still going to have some unsettling situations for the next probably three years i was it's curious about that yeah i was curious <laughs> about that because you you were talking about there being sort of a realignment of things and uh, a little bit of of chaos what do you see happening in the next three years what what are we going through is that something you can you can even answer or a little bit um i'm a little cautious on it sure um, because and let me tell you why is giving people information and they can fixate on one aspect of it Mm -hmm. And that aspect of it, because we do, we are creators, they can create something, they can say, they take the negative side of it rather than the positive. So it can influence when you have a great number of people doing that type of uh, thinking, if you will. So with regard to that, but there is a an alignment that happens on October 23rd, 24, that there is a major event that happens. Hmm. And that's astrology wise. And I feel that that is something there again, that's to break us open and really to, that's where I think a lot of the resets going to happen. Hmm. And so going forward, then that's when things, the pieces of the puzzle start to fall into place. Hmm. So, but until we get to that next year, April is another eventful month in some way. And I'm talking not individually, but more globally. So we have these crossroads, if you will. But I can tell you, we get on the other side of this. The key to this is more people having the ability to connect with their selves so that they start to become an, in alignment with their own energies so that they feel more uh, in control maybe of their life because right now too many people are looking at everything's um, controlled outside of them and that's one of the things we feel like we're being swept a little swept away without our say so and in some degrees we are, but we also have the ability to put the brakes on and start seeing things in a different way and start projecting things in a different way and start creating something different for ourselves. So this can be done on the micro and the macro. And it will, and this is what really needs to happen right now for humanity. Interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating. So it's, 
shows like this, you know, you two are in service because um, what you're doing is bringing information so people can start sourcing it and finding it and figuring things out. So you're a part of this, this wave of, if you will, facilitators of healing humanity and the planet. It's not one or the other. It has to be both. Well, that sounds nice. I like that, Mona. Doesn't that yeah. sound good? <laughs> yes, yes. You're welcome, everyone. I like, I like, <laughs> I like being part of that wave. Yeah, well, you are obviously doing what we can. <laughs> That's all any of us can do, and and but it it serves everyone. Yeah, I and I mean, I think speaking with you, it's really helped me understand. It's, I mean, to use spiritual terms, it's shifted my consciousness. But um, mm -hmm. to use neuroscience terms, like it's just reframe the way I think about things. And it's been very helpful. Um, so, you know, in my old role, I used to roll my eyes when people would talk about frequencies, but it actually, I mean, first of all, it's true. Everything does have a frequency or like everything does vibrate, but it also really helps to understand, um, you know, alignment with things. So like even events, uh, so if, as you're speaking and you're like, oh, events come in, like everything kind of has its own thing and you align with it or not. It's just kind of makes things more understandable like you suddenly start to just understand things so um i and i was wondering do you do you change the way you talk about things when you speak to different people like when yes. you're you do okay yeah i have to speak to where they are and their understanding and their terminology and their knowledge i mean i spoke to someone yesterday that didn't know what meridians were or chakras or anything so i had to go really basic um so yes does that come easily through the guides then or do you have to kind of struggle to find they don't miss a beat okay interesting <laughs> no they know exactly what to do I, I don't have to worry about it I don't concern myself what I need to do or prepare for or whatever I just show up that's awesome families have a lot going on let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When someone comes to you, for a reading, what should they have prepared or what, what needs to be involved with a, a reading? The cliche thing would be say, you know, they're going to write down your questions and, you know, be prepared that way. But I feel honestly, yes, that's part of it. But part of it is really just to show up and to ask that you be shown what it, that you need to, to see what you need to feel, what you need to understand. So I would say open the door a little wider than say your mundane questions. And I don't mean to that to sound detrimental in any way to mundane yet because they're important to you, but allow yourself to be more than what you think you are when you come into doing things. And let me go where they want to go with that is because we, everyone has such limiting beliefs. And that's the one thing that people need to unlearn is there's no limitations other than those that you think you have. So when someone comes to me, you know, um, it, it's nice to have an open mind and be willing to hear what is being said to them. And it may not resonate with them at the time to be right, right? Uh, because sometimes it needs to settle in if you will because oh this is interesting one of the things that they want to say with regard to that is a lot of times it's not meant to be understood at the time because what when they're given information that frequency is being given to them and it is a uh, door opener for them and that frequency is working on their frequencies to help facilitate their growth in one way or the other that makes perfect sense. That has definitely happened to me in many of the readings that I've had. Like I would record them and write them down 
and things that didn't make sense would make sense like much later kind of because of like that seed that had been planted mm -hmm. when you're ready you know there again as they say you know when you're ready the teacher appears and that's basically the same thing but it's in a broader sense when you're ready the frequency is able to take hold and you know there again everybody's talking about the ascension which it really isn't that i have a problem with that word um but that's what people understand or that terminology but what it is is we're allowing more of who we are to basically take root into this physical body uh, and that's it so because we are already completely evolved we just dummy ourselves down and we make ourselves small to be in this physical body we so are we have everything we need and ever will need already within us so we already have the, these abilities within us. We already already have who we are. We just have to uncover it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, it's uncovered or accepted or be open to it or allow it to allow it to um, expand. And another way to do that is there again is you know learning and this is going to be given for everyone, but learning to connect with that higher self and create that complete circuit so if you look at the higher self is above you um and that's where you are and where the real essence of you resides and you're just a little pinch down here in the this suit physical suit and if you sit in a meditation and see yourself sliding up and going up to the all that is you and coming back down and every time you do that, bring more of you down, which means your frequency, and keep doing that and creating that circuit, if you will. That's how you really expand your frequency or you uh, ascend. That's that's helpful. You know, okay, so I'm just going to play the, the like scientist. Well, I guess I'll just play myself, the person who's- Right, you are a scientist. Yeah. The, person, the person who's had trouble with You are still this. a scientist. Well, like over time, I've become aware of, um, you know, through meditation and quieting my mind and stuff, like what is an ego thought and what is not. Um, and, but, you know, sometimes I, especially in the beginning, I used to find myself being like, okay, I understand this. My higher self has planned this or, you know, she, whatever there's ideas. And I would just get so frustrated. My ego would be like, I need to like talk to her because this is not what we've planned is not working out. <laughs> and like, I'm like, I need to meet with her and we need to renegotiate what we've decided to do here or what she's decided to do. And so, I mean, it's helpful, I think, to kind of emphasize that of like, uh, that's why I like kind of the traditional spiritual texts of being like, there's your ego and then there's your true self. And you can actually really start to notice the difference in those thoughts when they're happening within you and mm -hmm. um and then you know it's like you said it's a choice right it's a choice to to follow one or another but it is a different energy um but I love that that you just talked about that because it is kind of like you and it because your ego is like I want to control so let me talk to my higher self and change it but really it should be more like I want to connect and listen you know right yeah, am I getting it right can, yes absolutely but you can negotiate that hmm because okay, good because you you're in charge we do but we have been so dummied down and we have been taught to believe something that's absolutely not true about that and that's called control somebody externally is controlling everything because that's what was happening and that comes through the the i'm just going to be bold here and say it Religion. Be bold. Be bold. Oh, you know, religions, uh, anything of authority that doesn't have our highest good uh, at in, in our interest for the highest good for us, uh, any and all these external things. And that's what's being dismantled right now. I'm curious about past lives. I know we're jumping all over the place because there's so that's much fine. information. There's so much to talk about. But do we should we deal with past lives can we deal with past lives is that something that we even need to address or or do you do you believe in past well, lives absolutely i remember past lives 
Yeah. So uh, that's up to the individual. Okay. If, if it's there again, if something that you, you've tried every way you can to resolve, then it may lie in a past life there again. So if you go and look at that past life and resolve it there, then it, it has a ripple effect into this timeline. So it, it's, it's up to the person. Yeah. And there again, who's assisting that person if you know they think that's a pertinent to look at it. If you're curious to do it, and sometimes people are just curious, it's great fun because it may answer questions that you you didn't really know you had about things, or you say, oh, now that makes sense of why I'm like this with that. So yes, because past lives do influence our current life one way or another. Uh, and then I had a question that kind of tied this one back to, you mentioned earlier, um, this is, it's like, mind body and spirit but like it's all of it together and I think sometimes the body gets lost um in some of this but for example you and I working together like uh you know it I carried things over from past lives that were like trapped <laughs> in my body blocking the energy flow and I've had to work with, with uh, like energy healers and myofascial release mm -hmm. and flower essences and thanks to you. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that um, because I think it's been very helpful. And I like the way you talk, you know, about how it doesn't always have to be like, let me sit in a psychotherapist's office for 40 years. There's shortcuts. I, I honestly yeah. do not believe in that. I don't. Be, and let me tell you why there's a reason is because when you go and do all this talk therapy, what you're doing is you're speaking that same thing out again. And you're, you're giving more power to that frequency. So you're feeding what you're trying to get rid of. Hmm. So if you can do anything that's passive in any way, you know, by you utilizing modalities, I feel it's much healthier and it's much more effective. So um, I, I'm not sure how you want me to answer the question. Oh, <laughs> just to talk about some of the methods. Well, the that... methods, okay. And the why, okay. So, well, this is going to get into a lot more. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's get into a lot more. Okay, so we're we're going to get into ancestral healing, things like this. So, w when we come into this physical body, th these cells have an each cell has an intelligence. So when the mother passes, you know, she passes all of this down to the child. Hmm. Male doesn't do this. It's just. Um, matriarchs that do this so the mother passes this down so sometimes the trauma that you're living in this life has nothing to do with your experience or your particular past life or lives it has to do with it's it's up your lineage you know it could be your mother your grandmother or whomever somewhere back in there so what happens that that gets into this body so your cells are responding or reacting accordingly, and that feeds into the emotions. That's one thing that can be disruptive in our lives physically and, and emotionally. The other thing is, let's say you're in a car accident, and when that impact happened, whatever your body state it was in, what it was in your mind, it it freezes it hmm. so that trauma is locked into the physicality of your your muscles your cells and all of that so those things can carry on and you're not even aware of it because that was a trauma so those are called trapped emotions hmm. so there's ways to release that you know and the best way i found is myofascial release um you know, massage and those things help. But for me, the myofascial is the most effective with regard to that. That's on the physical body. Coupled with that is uh, Dr. Bradley Nelson came up with the emotion code. Um, I can't remember how many years ago, but that's another thing that's done because he uses a magnet run over the top of the head and down the spine to release the emotions that way. So then, so you can use the emotion code the body code, he has a thing for body code and motion code, and now he's just come out with belief code. But technically, the belief code is not his, even though it's under his umbrella now, because two of his students developed it, and he bought it from them recently. 
So now he's putting a course together and training on that. So any of those modalities work. The other thing that is to do with the physical and the emotional body is the flower essence. Flower essence, there again, it's a frequency. And that frequency from the flower essence works on the subtle energies of the body, which is a frequency which people sometimes say, well, you know, like uh, the aura. But you have the, the subtle energies, you know, you have the um, um, mental and emotional bodies around the physical body as well. And so it works on those areas which impacts you physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So these are modalities that can be utilized to move through trauma, drama, situations without having to work at it. So flower essence, what what is that? Can you explain what a fl the flower essence is? Are you just talking about, is it the scent? Flower is it essence. a chemical or is it? No, no, neither. It is, it happened, uh, um, Bach flower remedies, a lot of people know, was developed a little over a hundred years ago by a, a man named Dr. Bach. And what he did was he captured the energy frequency of the essence of the flower. And what he did though, he took flowers, say the petals and the stems and put them in a in water. And there again, it's let that imbue that frequency into the water and captured the water. And then, but he put it into like a tincture type of thing. And that's has survived and you can find it in uh, for the last over hundred years and you can find them in health food stores. However, Dr. Brent Davis out of Knoxville, now Franklin, Tennessee, was able to devise that without basically sacrificing the flowers. He's, mm. he's traveled around the world and has captured their essence in their natural state, which makes them more potent because they're still connected to the mother earth and her frequencies coming up through that flower as well. So those work they work instantaneously i love his essences so that's what flower essence do you can go on say drbach.com or you can go on the internet and you can really read about uh, the whole science behind that it's quite fascinating and so bach you, is b-a-c-h like b-a-c-h awesome b-a-c-h mm -hmm. now when we did when i did a meet uh private reading with you um you mentioned morning pages as something that would yes. be good for me and and we've had julia cameron on the show several times uh and she's obviously came up obviously a big component of morning pages why are they powerful when you do them long enough um instead of writing what you're thinking you start to connect to your higher self hmm. So they, I think I've heard people say your consciousness. So it's streaming consciousness. I've heard that term used. That's connecting directly to your higher self. So your higher self has a voice and start guiding you and telling you, um, you know, what you need to know, you know, bring forward information. So one of the things I do once you start practicing it and get to that point with it, my suggestion is to get a notebook and when you have really, you know, questions that you really need some answers to and you just don't know where to turn, write it down in this book. And when the next time that you sit down to do your morning pages, they will start to answer or it's you, really you, but our higher self is part of all that is. So you will start to answer those questions for you. It'll because it knows that you have this uh, query and it, it'll respond to it. But morning pages is, a, is the easiest and the best way to connect to the all of you, the, the core of you. Hmm. So I'm curious, um, and I don't know if you're, you'd be comfortable with this, but um, is there one piece of advice you would give Mona or you would give me in our current situation circumstances that you would feel comfortable sharing or is that, is no, that not some, yeah if you've asked i mean you've you've basically given them permission so 
So let me just see what we can. Have. We can always edit it out. <laughs> That's yeah. right. We can edit if we need to. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me just see where they want to go because we have to connect. We have to separate your energies and see just. Sure. Like, now they're going to you first. Okay. Um, uh oh, I'm in trouble. I am going to go in this part. You're going to want to edit. Okay. You need to. Okay. This is health thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. something going on with your lower back the lower back has to do there again with kidneys things along those lines and it feels like you really need to, to have some good healthy filtering going on so even if you're drinking water i don't know that it's it's not necessarily getting into the cells the way it needs to so i would add a little lemon juice in with it because okay. we really need to purify and really detox your kidneys the other thing that lives in kidneys is fear. Each organ responds to uh, an emotion. And there is kind of a, an undercurrent. It's not overt in any ways, but it's, it's kind of a subdue of a fear. And the fear may of the bottom being dropped out mm -hmm. or a little bit of failure. You know, there again, it's like you're kind of grasping at straws of like trying to get the right it's like trying to bring in a, a station on the radio and you just haven't quite gotten it yet. Does mm -hmm. this make sense to you? Yes, it does. So they say, start with let's cleaning out this fear in your kidneys that will allow you to get out of that energy field because okay. that energy field is preventing some things coming into you right now. Okay. And if you open that up, everything floods in. You're going to start making connections. You're going to get this like handshakes, you know, like hand comes down and shakes you. So there's connection, but that's a handshake from something that is, and they call it, they put it above you. So it may be a resource or a circumstance that you're trying to aspire to, or there again, you're trying to integrate with what you're doing uh, so that this gets off gets off the off the ground the way you want to hmm. they want you to change it a little bit mm -hmm. their suggestion i guess you're getting kind of a reading is that all right <laughs> that's fine okay because you can equal um alex ferrari who started you know there again the way oh. and he just blew up you can do exactly the same hmm. You will do exactly the same. You make a couple of tweaks and you can do that because you are bringing different information through his theme based with one particular thing. He does bleed over into some other things. Well, we're going to start talking fast. Okay, they're just whoop, coming in. I have to just, they just did a download. So I got to. This is fascinating to me. Yeah. Man, we need to remember. I'm, I want to cry because a lot of your emotions just came over from mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. And Mona's worked with me enough; she knows. Yeah. The, what it goes on here. But this is normal. Don't worry. Yeah. So what I'm doing, honestly, is transmuting a lot of this negative energy and fear. And there's a, the word lack that comes up. So I'm trying to take all that off of you and do it so that you don't have to go through this modality, that modality. We're trying to do as much as we can. Thank you. Have you been feeling dizzy at all? No. If you start to feel that, um, that is because you're going to, it's to come. You may do not be alarmed. That is the frequency um, integration. Okay. Now let me just go back to see what all they said here. Oh, thank you. So there are different levels. So I'm going to talk about Alex for a moment. So what he's doing there again, is near death, most of that, and people are really curious about that, which is he's providing a great service. What you're moving into is we have these different levels of people of understanding and knowledge. And so there again, you've got just like the person yesterday that I uh, was talking to and she didn't know any of the basics, of, you know, there again. So there, you've got, you've got your level one, two, three, and on up. So you are meant to work, work with those that are kind of mid-level 
Okay. And what do I say? That is the audience, mid-level, that knows a little bit about this, probably is a meditator that maybe has taken a few courses, but now they're ready for a higher truth. Hmm. They're ready to take go up the next rung of the ladder. So this is where you want to frame your offerings. Okay. Now that does not to say that you don't bring in some that are maybe higher up, you know, with higher truths, things like that. And maybe a sprinkling of that because you're there again, because um, you, you want to serve everyone the best you can, but there needs to be that niche. And that's like with uh, Alex, he's serving a niche. You create another niche. Hmm. Interesting. You do that. You do that um, and it'll take a, just a little bit uh, for it to kind of get its get its wings is what they want to use to get it, you know, get the wind beneath its wings and it'll take off and it could be very, very similar to the rocket ship that Alex created. So there's going to be other levels of that. So um, that's for you to do kind of the mid-level, if you will. Okay. So they say, you know, if you need more information on that, they said they're kind of giving you the outline of that. And if you need more, you know, we'll be happy to go into that later. Um, you don't need to schedule a reading, you know, you and I can do another Zoom. And so you just take this in and just, you know, write down your questions and they'll help you basically frame it out if you need to. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. How does it feel to you? Does that feel? It right? resonates. Yes, it resonates with me. Yes. Okay. Because um, I, you know, I, I like to get... A little feedback because they, for whatever reason, and this is, I don't normally ask that kind of question, but they wanted me to ask it with you um, because, oh, I know, because we're adjusting some of your frequencies, yes. like taking this away. So we wanted to make sure you're feeling okay and that you're accepting of this because we don't want to, again, you have free will. Mona, are you comfortable moving forward? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You are so close to what you've been wanting for so long that do not give up. You keep putting one foot in front of the other and you become determined and we need to work on some new affirmations for you. Okay. And I will email them. I will work on them personally. I will bring them in because your heart's desire is meant to that happened. Oh, and I like that. Happened. So we are going to we're we're they say we're rolling up her sleeves and we're going to give her the rest of the tools she needs oh. because you have broken so many of your boundaries and your restrictions. Because when I first started working with you, you were a <laughs> uh, challenge for me. Yes, everyone, I was a challenge. <laughs> So don't feel bad about yourself because because you were asking these questions and at the same time you had your foot on the gas and on the brakes at the same time mm -hmm. so you you know so we had to work through that you know with you and to get you comfortable enough where you were just like okay i'll, I'll take it in yeah. instead of resisting it so you're just around the corner honey yeah no it's so we will um email rachel okay because you know i don't remember email Rachel and say, Linda's doing some affirmations for me and whatever else she has, please um, okay. remind her. Okay, okay, I will do that. Absolutely. Because we're, we're in the trenches now. We're going to get this done. Yeah, it feels that way, actually. Like I, well, I'll, I'll call you and we'll, we'll talk. But... We'll be in touch. <laughs> and we'll you be can in... tell how different <laughs> they, they, they spoke with her as they spoke to you, Jim. Yes, it's Very... fascinating very it depends on it's what you need it has nothing to do with me yeah yeah, yeah. so it's been oh sorry i just want to say like linda's been so amazing and helping me like some you know sometimes i think we we talk about spirituality but it really it really is like emotional psychological physical work because and it's all related right like it like when you get your emotions under your control your mind your nervous system calms down it's, your energy opens up so it's like a full it's a full thing and it's just been really helpful. 
Yeah, because it is mind, body, and spirit, and you cannot break them apart because it just doesn't function. It does. It can't. It just can't. Yeah. Well, as we wind things, <clears throat> as we wind things up here, um, I wondered if there was one piece of advice that you'd give our audience, or or some parting word that you'd like to share. Never give up on yourself. You're more than you think you are, and you're more than you've ever been told. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you, Linda. It's been such a great, uh, amazing thing to have you on. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Linda Nichols is an intuitive reader. You can find out more about her from her website at www.lindadiane.com. That's L-Y-N-D-A-D-I-A-N-E. Com. And Mona, it's been great having you on as a co-host today. Thank you, Jim. I loved being here with you. Don't forget to pick up Mona Sabani's book, Proof of Spiritual Phenomena, a neuroscientist's discovery of the ineffable mysteries of the universe. Her website is monasabaniphd.com. To contact me, you can email me at jim at youthrivehere.com. Thanks, everybody. I'm Jim Lefter with Mona Sabani. We'll talk with you next time on Big Universe. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm gonna help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you, right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.